Hey, thanks for joining us for the show. I'm Lisa Dent. Dr. Stuart Berger is the division head of cardiology at Lurie Children's Hospital. It was good to see Damar Hamlin yesterday during the Super Bowl. That just brought a whole well of emotions up to the, just up, you can feel it just coming up from your heart to your throat because you're like, oh God, he's alive and he's doing well. And that story has really brought attention to the fact that you need to be prepared if you are next to someone or you witness someone going into cardiac arrest. And you know about this this Adam project. Dr. Berger, thanks for joining us. Tell everybody why this is important, but first tell them about Project Adam. Well, Lisa, it is an incredible story, and and you are correct. Being prepared is critical. Project Adam was originally designed and conceived to do exactly that for schools. Back in 1999, we began the project to teach CPR, AED use to all the students to make sure they learned how to do this to the teachers in the schools and to have an emergency action plan, just like they did uh, in Cincinnati when DeMar had cardiac arrest. And I think if we can do that, not only in the schools, obviously the NFL is doing it, do it everywhere, have everybody learn how to do CPR have a plan, know how to recognize when there's trouble. We, we can reproduce what happened to DeMar. We, we can get survival, whereas in the absence of that, it's very unlikely that we're going to have the ability to, to save somebody. And Adam was 17 at the time, and he was healthy, and he was playing basketball um, in a suburb of Milwaukee. Yeah. Did yeah. he pass away on the court? Very sadly, he died, um, and he, he had a cardiac condition, but he didn't know it. He didn't have any symptoms until this happened. The paramedics got there as quickly as they could, um, but it wasn't fast enough, um, and, and CPR was started probably about 7 to 10 minutes afterwards, and the best chance of survival is to begin it immediately and do what you need to do, and very sadly, uh, Adam did not survive this. So you teamed up with his parents to help create this project, Adam, and it stands for Automated Defibrillators, and that's in Adam's memory. You know, when we were, I don't know, oh, there was a little girl in Chicago, and she was struck by lightning, and she was saved, and that first brought it to the forefront for me. I'm like, can I trust myself with one of these? What would I do? Do I know what I'm doing? And we had a firefighter on, and he said, it's simple. It tells you in what to do and if that person's heart is beating and you did not detect it is this correct then the machine wouldn't work right yeah you you, you can't do it wrong first of all you need to learn how to do cpr and that's the first part of it and as part of that learning you would learn how to use an automated external defibrillator and you're right you can't use it wrong you can't shock somebody if a shock is not necessary so it, for everybody, for the lay community, th- th- this is the best likelihood for us to, to allow um, patients to survive. And whether it's a lightning strike, whether it's getting hit in the chest, whether it's some other underlying thing that we don't know about, this is the way to make it happen. And you can't abuse it. You can't do something bad with it at all. Dr. Stuart Berger is the division head of cardiology at Lurie Children's Hospital, and Project Adam is actually putting these devices into schools. In fact, I believe I read it's 29 different 
uh, states now, 38 affiliate sites, and I know you've teamed up to to help with this. If people are listening and they work in a school and they want to be what is called a heart-safe school, um, how do they make that happen? Email us, and, and the, the address is projectadam at lurychildrens.org. And we can help, and, 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 and we do this. This is what we do to give back to the community. There's no charge for it. We can help people get through it. It's a matter of education. It's a matter of implementation. It's a matter of the schools having a plan and a checklist, and we can help help any school through that, any and all schools and school districts. Thus far in, in, in those states and in those programs, 38 programs, 29 states, there have been over 200 survivors. And, and again, people who I think may not have survived if, if rapid action wasn't taken. And those are both kids and adults who have survived. So um, everybody should learn CPR and use how to, uh, know how to use an AED. Everybody. Not only students, but every human being on this planet. And we will be able to save more lives, just like was the case for Damar Hamlin. Uh, so with an automatic external defibrillator, an AED, do you think there will be some point where they'll be affordable enough where people will have them in their homes? Absolutely. In fact, there's discussion about that right now at many levels, including at uh, different organizations, the American Heart Association. And so that may be something in the future, certainly for patients who may be at more risk or individuals. But I think there's little question that that's something that's going to happen. And for those of us who took CPR way back in the day, things have changed. So if you haven't been in a CPR class in fill in the blank, how many years, when should you take one again? I I think if it's been a few years, you should take one again, because not only um, have things changed, but you always need a refresher. And and again, you don't have to take the fancy American Heart Association uh, uh, class that's multiple hours and you have to pay a lot of money for There are things you can do online. There are places you can take classes to know the nuances and the differences. Now it's hands-only CPR for adults, and you don't have to do mouth-to-mouth, which is a real advantage. So I think everybody, it's worth taking a refresher, looking online, because you never know when you might have to use it. And and it it is the lay public who's going to be very helpful in allowing us to save lives. And so, Dr. Berger, he's the division of uh, head of the Division of Cardiology at Lurie Children's Hospital. It seems like every once in a while we do hear these stories of a student athlete collapsing from cardiac arrest because they had a heart condition that they were unaware of. Obviously, student physicals miss that particular or some of those heart conditions. How usual or unusual is it for kids to have a heart condition that has gone undiagnosed? It, it's not terribly common, but it's not unheard of either. They're less common than in adults because adults have coronary artery disease, and and the reason for uh, sudden cardiac arrest in adults is for for different reasons, for that underlying problem. But student athletes have it. Um, uh, Even younger students have it, not necessarily athletes. So that's the importance of being aware of the possibility and being able to intervene um, maybe 30 years ago, we thought this was uncommon, rare, unheard of, but it really is not. We see it. We, we see it often enough that we really feel we should be in a position to intervene and do something. And that strategy has allowed uh, lives to be saved, as you alluded to. And is there anything that presents itself where you might notice in your child or grandchild that there could be an issue and you should get it checked? 
Yes, there are symptoms to, to look for. Many of these are without symptoms. Many of these occur with the first episode being that of the collapse. But things that you know might be concerning is if, if there is fainting, and particularly with exercise, chest pain, palpitations with exercise, most of the time those things are going to be okay. They're not going to indicate an underlying cardiac problem, but things to keep track of. Um, and again, the majority or a lot of the kids who have this don't have any underlying symptoms, but those would be things to, to pay attention to, particularly passing out or fainting or dizziness with exercise. Again, they could turn out to be totally okay and not an underlying heart problem, but things to think of and certainly questions that your pediatrician or family doctor would ask you, certainly a family history of any underlying conditions such as hypertrophic cardiomyopathy or long QT syndrome or those things that are associated with sudden cardiac arrest would be important because some of these things are are familial and and they are in families and and, and genetically determined. So those are also tip-offs that would be important to know about. Doctor, thank you so much for joining us today and thanks for saving lives. We appreciate your work. Thank you for doing the story, and and please let us know if there are any questions. Project Adam is what you can Google to get details about how to get this into your school. That's Dr. Stuart Berger, cardiology at Lurie Children's Hospital. We're talking more about Super Bowl commercials on the way. That's always fun. A few comments that have made me think twice. We've got your sports click. And do you and the person you sleep with, often sleep in separate bedrooms. One in five couples sleep in separate bedrooms. We'll talk about that coming up after Steve's news from the Northwestern Medicine Newsroom. WGN.